Ben Steph Curry with the shot. Ben cooking with the sauce. Chef Curry with the pot, boy. Steph Curry with his dad. The emotions just pouring out. It might be his fourth, but it means so much. All the sacrifice, all the work. Boy, these, these Warriors are ready to celebrate. And that'll do it. It's over. The Golden State Warriors return to a familiar place. They're on top of the NBA world. The fourth title in eight years. The Dubs dynasty is still very much alive. Live from the 301. Live from the pot. I want to welcome my audience to episode number 193 of Curry in the Pot. I'm your host, Henry Guy Mike Curry. And I am back with another episode, man. Uh, the last time I dropped the episode was at the beginning of the finals. So that was June 2nd. I'm here just over two weeks later. And I'm going to talk about, you know, briefly unpack this series. And, you know, obviously congratulations to the Golden State Warriors. I'm winning their fourth championship in eight years. Um, definitely quite an accomplishment. Even though, you know, even though you guys know I feel my way about the Warriors, about Steph Curry. Um, I'm not going to take that away from him and the tremendous team accomplishment that is winning the championship. You know, legacies, you know, get altered. You know, the Warriors now have four active players that have won a championship. The only other active player that has won four rings is LeBron James currently. And, you know, it's, it's not quite a dynasty, but it's in a way what they've done is dynastic. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I can't really consider them a dynasty. When, you know, one year everybody got hurt and they won like 15 games and got lucked up into the second pick in the draft. I, I can't I can't quite call that dynastic. Because, you know what I'm saying? What dynasty has that happening? You know? Like, what real, like, for real, what dynasty is that happening? What dynasty? I, I don't know. So, I can't call it that. I can't call it that. Obviously, we know um, there's just been a lot with this team. But, but let, let, let's get into it, man. Let's get into it, man. It's going to be a quick episode. No, no visual, all audio today. And yeah, this is episode number 193, road to episode 200. We are here, we are here. So, game six, I said Warriors in six two. I wanted to talk my trash real quick. I wanted to toot my own horn. Last time I was here, had my guy Jalen Jordan. He had the correct winner, just not the correct result. I gave us a little more credit. He gave us something. He gave us something in one game. I said Warriors in six. My guy Jalen Jordan said Warriors in five. And bank, oh, bank, oh, bank, said Boston in seven. And he laid out quite a a format for his prediction. And I thought it was hilarious. You know, through, through three games, he was right. He was right. But um, I actually went over his house for game four because I bought, bought Bink a, a Peyton Pritchard jersey um, last year. I want to say for his birthday last year, I bought it. And um, I never got the chance to give it to him. Never got the chance to give it to him. And so I finally went and watched game four. That was the game Steph Curry scored 43 points. And <laughs> I gave him the Peyton Bridger jersey. And the Celtics never won another game since. Never won another game since. So it, it might be my fault. Low key, it might be my fault. But but let's get into game six. Let's recap game six. And, you know, let's go to recap these series in its entirety. So game six, final score 103 to 90. The Golden State Warriors got it done. Steph Curry was great, 34.7 rebounds, 7 assists. He captures his first finals MVP. I gave him a lot of flack for that. I know a lot of people gave him flack for that. Uh, you know, people gave Kobe the same amount of flack for that, too. Um, 
But, you know, Draymond Green, he finally had a good game. 12 points, 12 rebounds, 8 assists, hit a couple of threes. I knew when Draymond was hitting threes that this game was pretty much over. I, <laughs> I just knew it. I just knew it. Jordan Poole, he had a nice little surge where he was hitting a couple of threes. Last two games he had, like, you know, a surge like that. You know, a little pool party surge. Um, on the flip side, though, for the Celtics, Jalen Brown, he did go out swinging. He had 34 points. Al Horford had 19. He had four threes. Uh, for the series as a whole, I want to break down and just... Because I'm really confused. I'm really confused on one thing. I, if Jason Taylor's really hurt, he needs to get surgery within the next week because... Because I can't defend him anymore. I can't defend him anymore. Because, as you guys know, Tatum is my guy. But the way he played in this series, the way he played was just absolutely abysmal. Like, just the, the numbers are mind-boggling. Especially one, one, key, one key stat is mind-boggling, bro. So, Jason Tatum, 21.5 points, 6 rebounds, 7 assists, a steal, and just almost a block. Playing 40 minutes, his shooting splits were 36.7% from the field, 45% from three-point range, and 65% from the free throw line, the charity strike. So, the, the free throw is more mind-boggling to me than anything because he shoots 85% in the regular season, shoots 84% for his career from the foul line, and now he... Like, is this the same guy? Like, is this the same guy? This is the same guy. Jalen Brown, he had his bad moments, but he led the team in scoring in these finals. Shoot 43% from the field, 34% from the uh, three-point line, and 80%. I feel like to truly be great and to truly put your stamp on the finals, you have to, you have to, your averages have to be a little bit better than your regular season averages. You know what I'm saying? Like Jason Tatum, he, he had a great regular season. He was all NBA second team. I mean, I'm sorry, first team, I believe. And he ran through the East. He, he, he looked at me like he ran through the East. Nets sweep. He had a great series. Um, Milwaukee, backs against the wall, down 3-2. Jason Tatum, 46-point performance. I know the Celtics were a great story this year, but Jason Tatum was a huge part of that. And then the Heat series, Tatum played good. But his regular season numbers, 26.9 points per game, 45% from the field. You just can't. And 35% from the three-point line, you just can't. Go. His numbers went down. They, severely. A whole, we're talking a whole six points here. Talking a whole five and a half, six points here. That his, his points per game average went down. Then the free throw line numbers are astounding. So I'm saying this. I said before game six that I think he's hurt. Me and my dad discussed this. I think his shoulder injury was being downplayed and he wanted to thug it out, tough it out because it's the finals. But I think some type of procedure is coming and we're going to see that report, you know, non-basketball activities. He'll be out until training. Something like that. Y'all already know what I'm talking about. But I just can't defend him. I just can't, I just can't defend him. But I think, you know, the Celtics were a great story this year. Um... Considering where they were at one point after they lost to the Knicks, that buzzer beater in Madison Square Garden by R.J. Barrett was a true low point for them. We were talking about would the Celtics even make the playoffs, let alone these guys made the finals and turned everything around. Um, you know, so I thought it was a magical year for um, head coach, rookie head coach, Ime Udoka, who, who, who was a good coach. I, I like what I saw of him, but I just felt like in this series, 
it was going to come down to championship DNA, experience, and, you know, Steve Kerr has a lot of experience. <laughs> the player experience, the coach experience, the, the, the um, front office experience, the broadcasting experience. Steve Kerr is a jack of all trades. But let's talk about the Golden State Warriors. I, I did say earlier that they're not a dynasty, but, you know, the sustained excellence it is it's pretty impressive. You know, 2015, I know, you know, LeBron uh, was pretty much by himself in that finals. Uh, you know, Kyrie got hurt in game one. Kevin Love got hurt in the Boston series. Um, but Golden State still did it. Andre Gala finals MVP. He still won. 2016, they were up 3-1. Should have went back to back. We all know how that story went. Not going to talk about it. Uh, the final year, you know, after losing in a heartbreaking fashion in Game Seven, they go get Kevin Durant. It's a smart organization. How, although I feel how I feel, and I don't think they needed him, they got him. Of course, they won back-to-back rings. KD leaves. They still get back to the finals. Still get back. Well, I'm sorry. KD's still here. He gets hurt most of that playoff run. They still get back to the finals. They still get back, and. We all know Kevin Durant got hurt. Klay Thompson got hurt. Raptors ended up winning that series in six. And KD leaves. Things kind of go downhill. But but KD, KD, I will shout out KD for this. Because KD, he facilitated a sign and trade, which helped. A lot of people forget this. A lot of people forget this. KD helped facilitate a sign and trade, which helped the, the, helped the Warriors get D'Angelo Russell, who they later traded for Andrew Wiggins in an unprotected first. A lot of people forget that. A lot of people do forget that one. But yeah, I, I, I didn't forget. I was thinking about that other day because Andrew Wiggins had a he had a he had a fit, fit. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was gonna say I don't know what I was trying to say, but he had a sensational series. He had a sensational series, but that that sign and trade that he helped facilitate it helped the Warriors. He helped the Warriors. But I wanna, I wanna, you know, congratulate the Golden State Warriors again. But I want, I want to spend a little time talking about Steph before, before I move on. But after 2020, you know, you know, the signing trade happening, the Warriors are bad. They're really bad. Everybody gets hurt. Um, but it gave these guys, you know, Steph, guys like Steph, to you know, rejuvenate, rejuvenate because. You know, that's a lot of miles in your body. You go to the finals 2015 to 2019, that's a lot of miles. And they were bad. They were horrible. We, we, there's no other way to slice it. They were bad um, last year. Um, they were in the play-in. And, you know, they lost the play-in game to the Lakers in the um, They lost to the... Um, then they lost the other play-in game to the Grizzlies. To the Grizzlies, so... The Warriors, they had a couple of down years, but in you know during this time they were able to get assets, draft a, a James Wiseman, draft a Jonathan Kuminga, uh, draft a Jordan Poole who was a key piece for them this year. And yeah, shout out to the Warriors. But let me talk about Steph Curry before I get out of here because I didn't want to make this episode long at all. Steph Curry finally captured his first Finals MVP. He finally captured. It. And I'm shouting him out because I give him a hard time. You know what I'm saying? I, although I think that the Warriors rolled the, 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 the coattails of Kevin Durant. And they benefited from Kevin Love and, and Kyrie Irving being injured in 2015. 
I got to give these guys, I got to give Steph Curry some credit. I got I want to give him his flowers. I, you know, he's universally recognized as the greatest shooter of all time. But it was moments in this series where he put the team on his back. In this series, Steph averaged 31 points per game, six rebounds, five assists, two steals, shot 48% from the field, 43% from the three-point line, and 85% from the free throw line, which is bad for his standards. <laughs> which is bad for his standards. Um, I do think the real key piece in this series was Andrew Wiggins, as I alluded to earlier, but Steph Curry in game four, on the road, Boston has a chance to go up 3-1. The game was close. It was a close game. It was a close game. If Steph doesn't put on that master class, we're having a whole different conversation right now. We're probably, we, we may be having like a game seven conversation right now or a Boston in six conversation because I think if he didn't put the team on his back that night, it was over. And Wiggins also balled out in that game. But I got to give Steph his flowers. Um, I did say Warriors in six. I also said Steph Finals MVP too. So it's not like I'm, I'm a crazy hater, but I did want to give him his flowers and shout out to Steph Curry because um, he's one of the best players. And now we got to talk about legacy and we got to, you know, elevate him possibly into the top 10 because, of, you know, what he just did. It was a marvelous run. Um, I guess it was written. I guess it was just written. Uh, let's move on to local news. Uh, Big Jones is going to be proud of me for finally bringing back this, um, for finally bringing back this segment. I used to do it, if you're OG Curry in the pot listener, I used to do this in the early, early episodes, early episodes. But let's get into some local news. So today, June 18th, the Nationals will be having a jersey retirement ceremony for Ryan Zimmerman. Ryan Zimmerman spent his whole 16-year career with the Washington Nationals. He was here when they went from Expos to Nationals. I still remember, I still remember that. Uh, my grandparents, they used to have a poster um, of Ryan Zimmerman because he's like the first good national player at the time and uh, he doesn't have you know a long list of accolades but he's a two-time all-star a 2019 world series champion and he also won the golden glove um once before but when you just look at if you if you're not really into baseball you're not going to really understand but nationals fans that, that know nationals he's like he he deserves a statue he's like he's like He's like the Ovechkin of the Capitals, but not quite as, you know, accomplished. But he's an important piece to this franchise. And he was a cornerstone for many years. Um, just a real solid player. They call him Mr. Nat. Just overall super, super solid. And just important. And I think he's going to get a statue. I definitely think he deserves it. Shout out to Ryan Zimmerman, a.k.a. Mr. Nat. And... Uh, other local news I want to talk about is the positive momentum that is moving into Washington for, uh, Commanders getting ready to resign Terry McLaurin. I hope it happens soon. I know the team is looking to get a deal done before training camp. Uh, they got to pay this guy. He's worth it. I'm saying it now. I know Art Monk was great, but Terry McLaurin is the best wide receiver that's ever played for this franchise and by far my lifetime. Yeah, we had a Santana Moss here. We had Deshaun Jackson for a little bit. We had uh, Pierre Garçon for a little bit. We had um, we had Lavernius Coles for a little while. But as far as somebody drafted, homegrown, Terry McLaurin has been the best that we've had. And you can say since Art Monk, but I say he's the best receiver we ever had. He's going to break all the Art Monk records, even though you know the league is different, passing league now, not so much back then. But Terry McLaurin, uh, they have to lock him up. Not only is he a great player, but he's also a great leader. 
And you want to, you those are the type of guys you want to build upon. A John Allen, a, a Terry McLaurin, those guys who not only great locker room guys, but they also lead by example on the field. And I think they need to pay him and pay him some and just whatever. Just get a guy what he wants, pretty much. <laughs> but I want to thank everybody for listening. I want to thank everybody for the continued love and support. I'm your host, I'm your guy, Mike Curry, and I am signing out. Episode number 193 is done. Peace. Happy Juneteenth as well.